Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pick it in the gun. Empties the set. Third eight at the 10. Gets the snap. He looks. Chased out of the pocket, steps out of a tackle, throws it for the goal line, touchdown Najee Harris! Najee from 10 yards out, and Pickett did a Houdini to make that play possible. And the Steelers jump ahead of Baltimore. Oh, sweet Marie, says Cam Hayward. The kid's growing before our eyes. He's making quality throws, leading us downfield. It's really awesome to be 24 years old and a quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got to love the way he's leading that offense. And he keeps growing week in and week out. So saith Captain Cam about the young picket. You know, I got to tell you something. It was the Sundance kid right there. Move? Can I move? I'm better when I move. And a move he did. Can I move? Move? What the hell you mean move? better when I move. Exactly so. Well played there, Wesley. And everybody, welcome to a great Monday morning. And we are here in the Berg celebrating a great win last night down in Baltimore as the Steelers dust the the dirty birds there. My friend, what do you say, Wes? What a great job that was. Victory! (laughs) Is Arthur Motes in there with you? (laughs) No, he's still sleeping in like the rest oh. of these like the rest of these jabronis besides me My and you. My well, goodness, that was a great Arthur Motes imitation. <laughs> well, thank you. Listen, you know, on on mornings like this, where it was uh the wee hours of the morning by the oh, time yeah. you and I got home, we got wee wee. <laughs> we got to find a way to pump it up, baby. We got to add some electricity so we can get through it together. Indeed, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. And again, how about this? I mean, you got to hand it to the Steelers, you got to give it to Matt Canada, you know, the the, the defensive coaches. Mm-hmm. My goodness, there's so many people. You think about the 6-2 alignment, the, the configuration. They went out with heavy personnel to match the Ravens' heavy personnel. You think about, you know, all the all the plays from uh, we Najee Harris just running like, like crazy. Yep. You know, that offensive line. It reminded me of the Tarzan movie where Tarzan leads the water buffalo rampaging through the town <laughs> and just tearing it up. You know, I mean, there was just so many great things and another Magic Minka moment 
that he seals the game with that interception. My goodness. I don't know. I was so excited this game was it was palpitating last night. You had to be in the stadium, M&T Bank Stadium. They turn off the lights and you got Enter the Sandman with Metallica and their, their own version of, you know, it's like uh, they're off uh, offshoot of Renegade. You great, know what I great, mean? Great value, Renegade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I, I There's so much happening here. I'm like, I got, I'm bubbling over with all this kind of thoughts running through my gourd. No, you're right, because there's a lot to dissect there. And obviously, the story at the top of the list, the headline is, you know, Kenny Pickett leads offense on last-minute uh, touchdown drive for the Steelers to win a game. Um, that is the headline, as it should be. That's the moment. That's the winning time drive. But you're right. I mean, in the 50, what, 57 minutes before that, I mean, there's a lot to sink your teeth into as well. Um, for the second straight week, I thought the Steelers' defense was Herculean, Wolf. Yes, While yes. the offense figured it out. I mean, you know, I, there was some argument about this last night I was I was reading on social media and where some people were saying, you know, let's not act like it was, you know, like like the offense wasn't better than they were against the Raiders or that the offense wasn't as, as, as putrid as they were against Las Vegas was, was maybe the argument. But still, Wolf, right, you know, against the Raiders on Christmas Eve, until that last drive, you had six points. Yeah. Uh, the, the Ravens last night, until that last drive, you had nine points. So, so we can talk about how it looked visually and, and some of the different things, but the bottom line is the defense had to hold that dam you know, not let the water break while the offense was finding the way to get over the top there. So, I mean, Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris, the offensive line, Pat Fryermuth deserve a ton of credit. The defensive side of the football, what they were able to do um, to hold that team in it and then ultimately, you know, again, make another play to, to seal it at the end with a, with another, another Minka cherry to the whipped cream on top of a victory like we've seen a few times this year. Uh, and as you mentioned, too, the coaching staff from top to bottom, a lot of people with their hand in this one, a lot of people who uh, who deserve credit here on this Victory Monday. No doubt about it. I mean, think about this. He, Kenny Pickett is the first quarterback in NFL history to throw a game-winning TD and then a uh, game-winning TD pass in the final minute of the fourth quarter back-to-back games. I mean, yeah. that's unbelievable. That doesn't That doesn't happen very often if, you know – maybe ever very rarely at least you know in this in this modern era um and there is you know that's that's the balance of I don't think any of us are acting like the offense is a finished product or you know anything like that but at the same time those are those kind of those hallmark moments those um milestone moments is maybe the better way to put it where you know for the second straight week while the offense had its struggles what they did was they took care of the football. They continued to give themselves opportunities. They ran the ball well to give their defense some blows on the sideline while their defense was doing its part as well, too. That's part of this. You know, they they played that complimentary football, and then at the very end, they just needed one more opportunity, and Kenny Pickett and company were able to get that thing over the line and 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 kick that door in when they needed to most. That is, that's the marked improvement. Again, those are the milestones. I don't think, you know, none of us are going to. You and I aren't going to sit here for two hours and talk about how this is, you know, now the best offense in the National Football League or anything like right. that. But these, this is the progress that you've been wanting to see. A lot of times, a lot of times it was, it was ugly early on in the season. Certainly, we don't need to sugarcoat that. But since the bye week, um, there has been marked improvement 
and that's that's what you want to see. That's the sign of players improving. That's a sign of good coaching, coaching doing its job. Um, and that is also why you're now eight and eight and in the hunt and, and giving yourself, you know, with a, with a little help from the Seahawks and the Patriots, baby, uh, still alive here heading to week 18. Well, think about it. I mean, we saw so much action. It was just dynamite. And one of the things I loved, how about, you know, the Steelers were last in 15-yard-plus explosive plays in the league. Yeah. Just didn't have many. How about the fourth quarter in that one drive? Yep. You got Najee Harris rips 15 yards, right? Mm-hmm. And so then George Pickens says, oh, you think that's pretty cool? Here, hold my beer and watch this. He comes up <laughs> with another 15-yarder right there with that tremendous reception. Yeah, and Steven Sims said, oh, you guys think you're, uh, yeah. you guys think you're hot stuff, there you huh? you go. Here's a, 20, here's a 28-yard reception to put us in business, baby. <laughs> yeah. And he goes up over the middle, and he he does his own version of that. I mean, it was absolutely terrific. Look, I understand you want to see more continuity and more points in sure, the offense sure. and everything. But you know what? This kid goes out there, and he leads them again in a last-minute drive to win the game. And the whole point is win the game. Correct. It's not about looking good. It's not about statistics. It's about winning the game. That's all that matters. And in the face of a lot of reasons not to, right? I mean, that's the that's the other thing that I, I felt. Even, you know, even you and I, Wolf, I think we're on the optimistic side of things. You sure. know, compared to wh- whatever you want to call it. Can't help it. That's the nature I got. Right. You know, that's, 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 you just, got. that's just the way we are. You know, every day is the best day ever. That's why I think you and I you know, go so well. Because we just walk in here every morning on three hours of sleep with a stupid grin on our face. Oh, did and- you get three hours? <laughs> <laughs> I got a full ninety minutes. Oh wow! There um, you go. You know, the the we kind of we, we you and I I think are amongst the most optimistic Steelers media, Steelers fans, alumni for you, fan for both of us. You know, a blend of a little bit of everything there. I think we're on the more optimistic side. But geez, you know, if you would have you know gun to our head before that last drive against Las Vegas, before that last drive last night. If you would have asked me in the booth, which, by the way, shout out to Baltimore. Very nice booth in a very nice location there in that stadium, if I got it. I mean, there was so much room in that booth. Wolf and I could have played one-on-one pickup basketball (laughs) if we just had a little hoop to hang over the door. Um, But I I don't think if you would have pulled all of us in the booth when the the Steelers took the field at the 20-yard line. You know what? Speaking of credit to Steven Sims, great decision by him to let that punt bounce. And it goes just a yard into the end. You, yes. you get it at the 20, right, instead of backed up inside of your own 10. Yes, yes. I mean, if you would have pulled any of us and said, all right, what happens here? I don't think many of us would have been too confident in, a, in an 80-play or an 80-yard touchdown drive to win the game. But that's exactly two weeks in a row what they were able to go out there and do is in the face of what looked like, man, this team has nothing going for it. They were able to get that moving in the right direction when it mattered most. That, to me, is, again, it's progress, it's milestones, it's things to build on. And I I love your point there about the, you know, how we had talked so much this year about how the Steelers' offenses last at explosive plays this season in the National Football League. Wolf, look at the the biggest plays, look at the the longest gains for the Steelers' Uh, running backs and wide receivers last night. Najee Harris had a 15-yard run. Jalen Warren had a 31-yard run. Pat yes. Fryermuth, 20-yard reception. Deontay yep. Johnson, 21-yard reception. Steven Sims, 28-yard reception. George Pickens, 15-yard reception. Jalen Warren and Najee both had uh, 10-yard receptions as well, too. That's, I think, some of that chunk that we've been looking for. And, and, and again, you got it in the run game. You got it in the pass game. Um, that's... 
again, that's to me, that's tangible progress. You know, it's unbelievable because I'm telling you what, we had more chunk plays than we had chunk, chunk chocolate chip uh, in, in the Atlanta. <laughs> down in Atlanta, we had the chocolate chip cookies. Those things were so chunkified. Now, Remember? you had some chocolate chip cookies on the bus on the way to the plane yeah, last they, they night. Didn't, I'm sorry, they didn't match Atlanta. Atlanta was just outrageous. Best, quick, quick, quick side point. Right? I mean, Atlanta's been the best the best press box meal of the season, right? Oh, there's no doubt. Well, no. you know, I got to tell you, you got the crab cakes last night. That's true. On the bus. That's that was a good call. But good call. the chunk plays <laughs> equaled the chunk chocolate chip cookies from yes. Atlanta. It was that that amazing. No, it, it, again, that's that's a great point by you because that was something I didn't even really think about until you mentioned it, and I'm looking at the box score here right now. Najee Harris, 15-yard run, 10-yard reception. Jalen Warren, 31-yard run, 10-yard reception. Fryermuth 20. Deontay, 21. Steven Sims, 28. George Pickens, 15. I mean, those, again, that's that's what you've been looking for. Uh, you and I, are, we're not going to sit here and, you know, and, and we'll have more of these conversations when we get to the offseason and we do bigger picture. But like you mentioned, this is not this is not you and I saying it's a work in progress. The offense is going out there and consistently scoring 24, 27, 28 points every week. But but these are the building blocks that you need. The last-minute drives to be able to get wins over the line. The massive improvement from the run game in the offensive line since the bye week. And now some chunk plays through the air and on the ground as well, too. This is how we all wanted to see it start to come together. And it's a big part of the reason why you're 6-2 and post-bye week here. You know, these last two weeks, and I, I, I try to explain this in my thinking. Sometimes it gets a little discombobulated there. But these, this is exactly how you build a quarterback. Yes. Presenting challenges. This is very much like, you know, I used to – I had a boxing gym. I used to train athletes and fighters, right? And one of the things you do with a new boxer, especially when they turn pro, is you got to get him opponents that t- challenge him incrementally, that the incremental challenges come. You don't throw a guy in, you know, in his first 10 fights, you don't throw him in against a top 10 contender. Right. He's right. not going to learn. He's going to get blitzed. Right. All right? I'm, not, I'm not starting UFC and going out there right. to fight Conor McGregor the next there week. There you go. <laughs> but what you have to do is match him up and create challenges that are within his realm of rising to that challenge. And you don't have a choice in it in, in football, but Kenny is exceeding those challenges. He's overcoming, and, and, and he's being presented with the complications. What, that was his 10th game, uh, what, 10th start, yep. 11th game, something yep. like that? I believe that's right. I, or 11th and 12th. I can't remember the numbers. Are, you know my math. I low, low, math low, low, low double digits. We'll yeah. just go with that. that there you go. So <laughs> let's just round it off, shall it's we? Just, yeah, it's like 10, 11, 12, something in the low there double digits. There you go. Yeah, something like that. So, you know, and he's he's meeting that challenge. He is He's rising to that challenge. You're not doing the greatest job at before. Four. You're 10 of 21. You got 104 yards. And then you come down to that last drive. And by golly, what's he do? He's the Sundance kid. He moves. He's better when he moves. You know, he had, let's see if I got the stats here. Where was it? That was, he was like six to seven on the move. You know, that's that. How about the Mahomesian throw? Yeah. To, to Najee Harris. That was terrific. It's funny you say that. That's the same thing I was I was thinking and texting with some of my friends last night was that was a, that was a Mahomesian uh, type the shimmy shake and 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 throw. I mean, that was that was an an A plus 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 throw. That I mean, that's big time. He outran JPP. I mean, you got a little pressure going up the field. Poor Danny Moore. You're doing a good job walling him off, but he gets some pressure from the other side. So he's got to bubble over the top of Danny Moore to the outside, and there's JPP 
Uh, Jason Pierre Paul, just uh, you know, I always think of a candy bar when I hear that Pierre Paul. You JPP. I mean? Yeah, I mean, just it's it, you know Pierre Paul. Yeah, that's it. You know, uh, <laughs> you know uh, what is it? Uh, Almond Joy and all Almond that stuff. Joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, but anyhow, he he bubbles over the top, and then he's got the wherewithal. Think about it. On that uh, earlier on that drive, he had thrown to uh, earlier that night. He had thrown to Fryermuth in the same way, rolling to his left. Yeah, uh, recently releasing with that sidearm like throw, and he goes twenty yards. Now this time he comes over and he leads Najee up the sideline. Najee, who gets out and did a great job of getting circular and in depth and getting one on one with Roquan Smith. Then he shakes and bakes and goes up the sidelines right there. I don't know what Steven Sims was doing over the top. <laughs> that was too close with the two of them, but that's the scramble drill. You know, you got one guy. Actually, one one the way it was, I think they're supposed to do is you should have gotten parallel that being Najee with Kenny and, and, and Sims would be over the top. That'd give you two levels. But you had Najee going up the sideline there, and he got behind Roquan Smith, and what a catch, what a throw, what a – finish my goodness was that something certainly was and it's you know it's 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 another step it's i i love that you know that that the boxing the 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 boxing gym you know example that that you give there um it's like it's like raising a kid right Wolf. you know oh. hey, you've raised you've raised <laughs> yeah, plenty of plenty kids, of kids. <laughs> i got a i got a almost 15 month old now uh, you know, I don't expect her to, uh, you know, to stand up and and start jogging when she's seven months old, right? Right. right you right. gotta you gotta crawl before you can walk. You gotta walk before you can run. It, it, it's 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 those progress. It's those building b- blocks. It's that progression. And you're right. Um, it's it's just it's another check in that kind of building building progress. I, you know, and I know you and I have had this conversation too. No one, I, I don't think, is really going to know how good Kenny Pickett is going to be in terms of the, you know, the full body of work of his career for at least another couple years. Quarterbacks, oh, yeah. quarterbacks always continue to grow and develop. Um, quarterbacks sometimes, after you know a rookie year, take a step back. Like you know, you mentioned you mentioned Moats at the beginning of the segment. Moats always lays this example out as to why, like, you, you never render a final verdict of a quarterback after one season. After their rookie years, everyone thought Josh Allen was a bust, and everyone thought Baker Mayfield was the next great thing. Yeah, and look at where those two are right now, right? right I mean, it's gone right. the complete opposite direction. So, this is still always going to be a bigger picture view on Kenny Pickett. I think at least for you know uh, another year or so at this point. But you want to see those milestones. You want to see that progress. You want to see that, like you, you know, I think nicely laid out there, that building up of a of a quarterback of a franchise quarterback. And I, I think particularly again since the bye week, they are they are really progressing nicely in that in that avenue. Nicely indeed, you know, and that's one of the things that that you look forward to as you go through a whole season. It's that journey where each and every week you're met with challenges, and it's not just the quarterback; it's the running backs, it's the line, it's the defensive line, right? You know, linebackers, sure. everybody, special teams. Yes, you know, and there's so much to unpack here. I mean. Think about this. They went with a six-two configuration to offset the heavy alignment of the of the Ravens, and I got to tell you something, Mark Robinson. I didn't even I didn't realize what you know at <laughs> first. He's in there. I'm going, what in the world is this kid doing in there? And you got DeMarvin Leal playing Wreck It Ralph in there. Yep. You know, just blowing some things up, and Isaiah Loudermilk and some of these other guys. And you got you got six-two. You got um, an eight-man box. 
and they're just slugging it out. The trenches were a blood sport last night. They were. I mean, I was just, I was in my glory watching the boys going <laughs> at it because there was nothing like you ball up the fist and roll off that front foot and put your forehead in a man's chin and move him from A to B against his will. There's just nothing better than that. And then defensively speaking, to see what they did to be able to jam up, you know, it, it's it's that kind of saying. You can't stop them. You, only, you can only hope to contain them. Well, they did that to J.K. Dobbins. Yes. And they outravened the Ravens is what they did to Steelers because they got themselves on their high horses with the Russian attack, did everything that the Ravens had done to them, basically. Yeah. I mean, there was almost 200 yards there rushing uh, between uh, Najee and Jalen Warren. What a great job. Man, oh, man, I was just so fired up. Well, get get me some more coffee. I gotta have. No, gotta you don't up. need any more coffee. I know. Right? You settled down. I know. I'm like my head is spinning right at this point. <laughs> it is, and, and you know what? That's another. That's another thing I think the defense deserves credit for as well, too, Wolf. Um, they, you know, at times last night did a great job of of bending but not breaking. You know where yep. Mark Andrews was able to have some success. J.K. Dobbins was able to have success. Right, those guys right. are those guys are good players, right? They're like 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 we we have to remind people from time to time you know the other teams allowed to play uh, make plays too they're professionals as well too um but JK Dobbins had nearly 100 yards rushing right. Mark Andrews had uh, had 100 yards receiving um both of those guys had chunk plays as well too 19 yard reception for Andrews 22 yard run for JK Dobbins but what the defense was able to do was tighten up stiffen up like we always talk about right bend but don't break when they got close to the the shadow of their own end zone and Especially, Mr. Wolfley. Yes. If they don't call that crud personal foul oh, on Cam Hayward. I mean, we we legitimately could be talking about a Steelers defense that, that only gave up three field goals that whole game because they were about to hold Baltimore to a field goal in that situation there before uh, that allowed uh, Huntley to find Isaiah Likely what it was one or two plays later. They could have easily held Baltimore to just three goal, uh, three field goals on the night. And that is, you know, that I think too is is part of what it took a little bit of time. And losing T.J. Watt week one certainly had a, had a big impact uh, as well. Um, but this defense has has I think started to round into the unit we expected them to be. To a lot of people, Wolf, this season. I know you're you're not as a, uh, you know, in tune on social media as as I am, right? What is it? But <laughs> but a lot of people this season, Wolf, when things weren't going well for the Steelers defense, they rushed to Twitter, they rushed to Facebook, to social media to make their $108 million defense, huh? Yeah. Well, $108 yeah. million dollar defense. Well, that money doesn't get you away. You're not paying for what you used to. Well, $108 <laughs> million dollars doesn't go as far as it used to. <laughs> like losing the 30-some million from T.J. Watt wasn't a huge part of what makes that defense tick with the defensive player of the year. But now they're relatively healthy. I mean, Miles Jack's still banged up. They've got some corners that are banged up in Akello and, and, and William Jackson. But this defense now, these last couple weeks, has been what we expected it to be. They have been able to make opposing offenses play one-dimensionally. They've taken away what you do best. They have held teams to field goals in the red zone. They've forced uh, crucial turnovers in the big moments. This is that $108 million defense. And the offense deserves credit. Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris, on down the list. But you're not sitting eight and eight here either, without a you know a chance to still go for it in the final week of the season, without what this defense has done the last few weeks as well too. Um, it's it's been absolutely fantastic, and it's been I think you know again everything that we hoped and that they were advertised to be you know when when this journey started back in July in Latrobe. 
Absolutely. All right, let's take a break. You know, when we come back, I'm going to, when we, we disembarked last night at about what? 2.30 in the morning, 3 o'clock, something like yeah, that. Yeah, a couple hours ago. Yeah, going, yeah, maybe 10 minutes ago. Going to the cars. But I had a little conversation with Captain Cam Ooh. before we went. I'll tell you about it when we come back. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ricard motions right to left. They hand it off. And Dobbins grinds inside the 20 down to the 15-yard line for about seven on the play. That sets up fourth down. And now they throw late flags. After the play, personal foul, unnecessary roughness, defense number 97. The penalty we will, of course, have to listen to the goal with an automatic first down. So that flag was thrown after the Ravens were going to let Tucker kick a short field goal. You got the score tied at 3-3, and the Ravens, on, the, on that play there, they decide, okay, let's run the ball, get what we can get on a third and 16, right? So... Dobbins was tackled about nine yards short of the first down, if you remember, Wes, right? So you got a little pile in there. Now, let me tell you something. The pile is no place for the faint of heart, okay? <laughs> Those pile-ups, there's, there's a lot of things that go on. And I understand, you know, you got seven seconds left in the half. You got to keep your cool. But I'm watching, and I saw the replay, and I think you saw it too, you got Ben Powers, the guard, all right? He and Ronnie Stanley, they're in the pile of him. But you got Ben Powers, got an underhook on Cam. Cam, he's trying to throw Cam over the pile, basically, roll him over. Right. And Cam's trying to come to balance and just hold himself up. I got to tell you something. I told Cam when I saw him, I go, that was absolutely, that was ridiculous. That was such, I, you know, I don't want to use words that I'm going to regret. No, do it. Come no, on. No, I'm not going to. But the fact of the matter Wolf, is. it's a company holiday today. It doesn't count. <laughs> Nobody's listening yeah, Everyone's off. They can't fire you on their day off. Oh, yeah. Listen, I've been around this business too long. You and I are the only ones in the building today. I've been the only one in the building for about two weeks. But hey, who's here to fire you? I'm not going to fire you. All right. So I'll tell you, it was horse feathers. <laughs> Oh, I tell you, I'm watching that. I'm going, you can't, you just can't believe that this guy threw a flag yeah. on something so innocuous as that. There was no punching. There was no, we, I mean, I could, there's fish hooking goes down there. You know what fish hooking is? Oh, I sure do. Yeah. All right. You grab that face mask and you give the guy a little twist on the neck. Uh -huh. You, you kind of, yeah, you, you, you know, you give him a little chiropractic adjustment. <laughs> all right. There's punching that goes on in there. There is all kinds of bedevilment there. giving them the business oh my heavens yes giving them the business and that was not giving anybody the business no and i gotta tell you something it was very disappointing because I'm, I'm telling you some of the things that they're trying to take out of the nfl and uh, you know just the, the 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 physicality of the game this is a physical game the ravens steelers two trains one track you know you got a hot contest going on on a, on a big stage night in baltimore right Wow, Ged Zooks, man. You're going to call a flag on that? A flag that, like you said, had that not been thrown, they just kicked a field that was goal. That's a four-point difference. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's huge. And so, you know, I, I I just had to, you know, tell Cam. I said, nope, like I said, uh, it was horse 
pucky. Horse thunders. horse hockey? Yes, there you go. Yeah. Yes. No, I'm with you. And I mean, you even you go back and watch the replay. Like Cam does the, you know, those those defensive linemen now, they're so cognizant too of the whole you can't put your full weight on anybody anymore. Oh my god. Right? Like you can't fall on a guy anymore. You got to kind of spin or roll off of him. Cam Hayward even tries to do that. Like he's got his arms up, he's trying to roll off the to hit the it's side just of the pile, to balance. Yeah. and he's getting you know he's getting pulled down by his by his uh you know like almost like you know his jersey right in front of his throat, uh by the the Ravens offensive lineman. Yeah, that, that's that's just a bad call in a tough moment. And what drives me crazy about that, and it's you know it's funny now we can laugh about it because all is well that ends well, and it, it ended up not costing the Steelers uh, the game. Uh, while it did cost them four points that very uh, certainly could have been crucial, you know, it, it was just a bailout in that moment, Wolf. Mm-hmm. And I hey, I loathe when referees bail guys out in any sport. It, it just drives me nuts. If a wide receiver has no chance of making a play on the ball and he's just looking for contact to draw the pass interference, right? Um if it's if it's third and long and you call a ticky tack defensive holding that gives the other team right, an automatic right. first down, you know, like in basketball when a guy chucks up a terrible shot and he knows it's a terrible shot, but the he gets one hand put on him and the ref calls a foul and bails the guy out. Like bailout calls always drive me nuts, and that's exactly what that was. Like in that moment, Baltimore didn't deserve to have their drive elongated, no, no. you know? And that, that drives me crazy. It, it really like in any sport, I don't care what it is. I think it happens primarily in football and basketball, but I hate bailout calls where it was clear. There was nothing there. It was clear. The play was going nowhere, but the ref wants to call something ticky tack. That's going to benefit the team that had nothing going for it. That, to me, was one of those classic instances. There was nothing there. Baltimore was about to kick a field goal. You bail them out. You give them a fresh set of downs, and they took advantage of it, which is what good teams do in those situations, right? You give them an opportunity. uh, They're going to pounce. They're going to strike. Like I said, fortunately for Cam, didn't cost him, didn't cost the team. The defense was able to go out there and clamp it down at the end. But that's just, yeah, that's one of those head-scratcher moments, man. There's there's just nothing in that. There's no need for that. Well, the, the killer is I've been in pileups where basically right now I'll tell you I won't talk about what went on due to the fact that the statute of <laughs> some, limitations might not mis- have run out. Some misdemeanors went on. Yeah, misdeme- <laughs> more, more misdemeanors than you want to count. But, you know, and so like you said, I think perfectly you captured that. You're, 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 you've got six, you're third and 16. You run the ball. Yeah. You're, you got a seven-yard run. It's a surrender run is yeah, what it is. You're Okay, it we're going to run the ball here. We're going to kick the field goal. Like, Absolutely. And you just bail them out. Oh, it's so annoying. That was – that was, and it was critical. I mean, this is – again, you go to the game, all right? I mean, they think about it here. You've got uh, – the, over the last 30 games, 17 of them have been uh, by three points or less. Wow. 18 of them. 18 of them now. By three points or less. Are you kidding me? That is crazy. That's like unbelievable. That's, I mean, that's the that's the National Football League. That's the fine margins, right? That's, I mean, yeah. I the mean, majority it, of games in this league are decided by by one score every every you know Sunday, Saturday, Thursday, Monday, all the days they play games now. And you got to think about this: the Ravens hadn't allowed a hundred yard rusher all season long. Yep. Right. Uh, they hadn't allowed more than 14 points but one time in the last seven games. They also, Wolf, hadn't given up a touchdown at home in three and a half games. Yes. 15 quarters without giving up a touchdown at home. And then you've got the same thing what I said. Since 2008, you got, uh, what, 30 times now? 
23 games have been decided by one score, 17 by three points or fewer. That's crazy. Get zooks, man. That's just how you can consistently field two teams that go at each other with, uh, you know, hammers each and every time they get together I and and, and have it come that close down the wire. It's just tr- just tremendous. What a great rivalry. Yeah, you know, but it that, is. But that, it, it that, comes back to the whole thing that you were just talking about. That was a surrender run. That's perfectly stated. Yeah. And there's just no way that referee should have thrown that flag. That was absolute uh, baloney. Or no wolf, no more, no more bailouts. Twenty twenty three. Yeah. All right. <laughs> not for the airline industry. Not for these big banks. And not for the Baltimore Ravens. I like that. That's very good indeed. <laughs> no doubt about it. It's just, yeah, and you know what's funny too to for the people at home as well. You know, like there there's been a there's been once or twice this season where you and I disagreed on a penalty. Like remember the the Chase Claypool, the non-pass interference that led right, to the, right. the interception in Miami. You and I disagreed on that one. Right. We're on the same page here. Like oh, that yeah. was that's just it's a bailout. That's exactly what it is and that's the one thing. Look, I know officiating is not an easy job. I think more now, I mean, it gets more difficult and more difficult every year. These guys get bigger, faster, stronger. I mean, it is, it's insane how great athletes are across the board in professional sports right now. I get that it's difficult. It's a 60-minute contest that plays out over three hours. They're going to miss calls. There's, There's going to be, you know, air quotes, bad calls, missed calls, however you want to label them. But those that those type of ones to me again the bailouts are just different like that's something you can control as a referee you've got to have a feel of the situation it's third and 14 it's a surrender run by the ravens here i mean unless cam hayward is like tombstone pile driving somebody into the ground i'm not throwing a personal flag penalty especially in such a physical game right I mean, that's the thing it's that's ja- going. It's January. It's the Steelers and Ravens Armageddon. It's You know it's going to be a one-score game. Just stay out of the way and let the players decide it on the field. Have at it. I mean, the, the very physical nature of this game yeah. is why they put it on a, a, you know, you flex the game. You know, you put it on a big stage right. uh, weekend night. You know, I mean, you it's it's that physicality. And, I you know, to me, they're, they're just robbing the game of the very thing that draws the fans in. Yeah, nobody, nobody, uh, nobody tunes into football games going, "Oh man, I can't wait to see what the referee's going to call tonight." Oh man, I hope they have a couple <laughs> lengthy video <laughs> reviews here. Nothing gets me going like a three-minute video review that completely pauses the momentum of the game. But that's the other side of this wolf, right? Is they know we're still watching. No one's. No one's no one's turning the game off because of that bad call on Cam Hayward last night. And in fact, it's an additional piece of content for all to all of us to discuss and dissect and debate today. So maybe we fell into the trap. Maybe this is all the grand scheme of the National Football League. I agree. <laughs> I agree, my man. Okay. You know what? Let's take a break. And then when we come back, let's talk a little Najee Harris and that rushing attack that was it pretty much resembled what a a charging rhino going through the wicker department at Ikea. I mean, it was just unbelievable. You put that tape on, you see Ravenite bodies going backwards. Love it. We'll be back with more after this.
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here's Najee coming through. Breaks to the outside. Up over the 20. High steps to the 25 to the 29-yard line. Another big gainer for Najee Harris. And you know when Najee starts high-stepping it, it's a big gainer. That was a nice job. He ripped it off there off the left side. But I got to tell you something, Wes. When we went back, I watched a little bit of the tape this morning as much as I could. Though I just, that's, how I, that's how I know you're a real sicko, Wolf. Oh, I know. There's, you know, <laughs> the, the worst video game watcher ever was Tun Chilkin. I, I kid you not. That dude, he would come into the studio, and I go, oh, it's a Visine day, brother. You, <laughs> you obviously been watching too much game film again. He's looking at me with those red eyes. I'm like going, wow, you need some sleep and Visine. You know, get off the game tape, man. And too much blue light there in the eyeballs, you know? <laughs> oh, Chaluch, how I miss you, brother. And by the way, I got to say again, Kurt Stubbs from uh, down in Ohio there, uh, where I got some family around Harrisville and so forth, St. Clairsville, and that... This this dude gave me a pair of trading cards, Tunchilkin, I've never seen before. That's awesome. It was so awesome. I am so grateful, so thankful. My buddy Dennis Kin- Kinsey, you know, we got uh, he's uh, the dad of uh, Danessa, who is uh, my my son Kyle's wife. So okay. our kids together, you know, we're great buddies, the Kinseys and the Wolfleys, and you know, just love them folks. And uh, he, he got me the the cards, and he came to me, and I. Now, and I'm telling you, okay, just so no matter what Dennis says, I wasn't crying. Okay, I, I did have I did have a little attack of the allergies, but it, it was everybody allergies. Everybody knows it's pollen season, That's all right? That's it. I was pollinated, okay? <laughs> but it was amazing, and I'm so thankful to, to Kurt yeah, Stubbs. Really what a cool. great job. Yeah, that was very touching. That's very cool. You'll um, have to make sure. I, I got to see those. You yes. got to let me. Because yep. uh, I, I think it was, was it our producer, Dan Quinlan, I think last night in the booth said this maybe, but he's right. It's it's always for you know for those of us who are a little bit younger and um you know we we knew Tunch post you know playing right. playing when he late. was a pencil neck again exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> healthy healthy Tunch right? See, my my brother he I taught I, hey you know I I got him to the Pro Bowl I taught him That's how right. to eat at buffets he, did, okay? he needed he needed your assistance in he that department. needed to beef up he had to learn how what it was like to go but it's. Your, you got to make sure your favorite restaurant is one that comes with self-serving trays. That's right. That's right. But it is. It's always funny, you know, to because it's it's probably a lot like you know kids who grow up now and meet Alan Fanica. Right. You know what I mean? And Big then they red. and then they see a picture of Alan Fanica from 2005 and they go, "Oh my goodness, that dude's neck is as big as Rhode Island. What the heck? What's he doing?" <laughs> that's how it is. You know, that's how it is for me and Tunch because you're right. You know, my relationship with him, he was a pencil neck. He had lost all that all that weight. <laughs> but man, you go back and you look at pictures of him in his playing days and it, it it's it's funny. He he looks like a completely different guy. So I'll, I'll you'll have to let me see those. That that is cool. I always laugh cuz he he had the biggest face in his helmet. You know, it used to look like it was. Do you ever see like like uh, if your wife is into making bread and how the the the, the bread dough will rise up out of the pan? <laughs> That's what his face looked like in a helmet. You know, <laughs> I was like, touch, get get a bigger face mask or something. You know, you're starting to ooze through your face mask. It looked dude. like he was having an allergic reaction to a bee sting or something. <laughs> and the funniest, yeah, 
Oh, he did that one time. He picked me up at training camp, right? We're going to go up to St. Vincent. Uh, this is in our playing days. He picks me up, and as he comes up, he comes up to ring the bell, and all of a sudden he gets stung by a bee. <laughs> I'm, I open the door, and he's like swatting the air. He's running around going, ah! And it stung him right over the eye, and his eye closed. And it's oh like, gosh. if it isn't bad enough, you're going to training camp. If it if it's not bad enough, that you got to right. go there and face two a days with pads and conditioning, ninety five degree weather, exactly, and no air, no air conditioning, no phones, no te- nothing. It's just very stark back in the day, <laughs> and you got to get stung by a bee, so you can't. You're like a one eyed Willie driving. <laughs> Oh man, so, that's great. That's yes. great. I oh love man, it. Oh, where was I going with that? Now I don't fantastic. even remember. That's fantastic. Oh my goodness! Uh, you but, were, were you were you were thanking oh, your your friend for the for the training oh, yes, cards. Yes, time. exactly. So yeah. again, to Kurt Stubbs, I thank you for uh, your generosity. That was no, really a truly that's an great. amazing gift. That's so, great. I love it. Absolutely. So we go back to this offense and with the what Najee did, and I I got to tell you something that he was inspired. He was fierce. He had intentionality. He had intensity. He had all those factors that you know you see in great running backs. And what he delivered last night was exactly what the Steelers needed. Because if you're going to go into a fist fight with the Ravens. You better be packing some uh, a good right hand, and he was the right hand. You know, everybody's got a plan until they get hit with the right hand, so saith mm. George Foreman. Well, that was Najee last night. He was the right hand that absolutely discombobulated the Ravens. Yes, I know Calais Campbell wasn't there, and Calais Campbell, you know, that I, I can understand. You got a point. All right, but it doesn't matter in the sense of you, you can only block who lines up over you. And yep. that's a great job by the Steelers' offensive line. I, I always give respect to Calais Campbell because I have a great deal of respect for his game and the man that he is, uh, knowing a little bit of his history there. And the fact is, um, this is a, a Steelers team that played inspired, an offensive line that would not be denied. And I'm telling you, when you saw the push on the inside, what they did, Oh, great googly yeah. moogly was that something. Great call by you. I think particularly the interior. I mean, <sighs> James Daniels Wolf has quietly been so stinking good over the last couple months. Yes. Um Kevin Dotson, you know, he's he's had a little inconsistency certainly. He's still trying to to figure it out and cut his teeth fully in this league. But I thought, man, when when he is when he is on like he was for for most of last night, that when they, he's locked in, brother, the, he the offensive moves line. People. The offensive line is a different unit when he's locked in. It really like he's he feels like the X factor to me. You know what I mean? The the other four, it feels like you pretty much know what you're gonna get. And I like I said, I think especially James Daniels, Chooks, the right side of that offensive line has been good they, over yes. the last couple months. And and when you get when you get Kevin Dotson and and Dan Moore Jr. as well too, when they're performing like they're capable of. That's that's when you see like you did last night. You know you're able to run the ball effectively. Uh, 198 yards rushing on the ground, and yes, Kenny Pickett did get sacked twice, but I didn't think either of those were terrible by the well, offensive one line. One was he tripped exactly. The turf monster one of them, got him. One, of them, one of them he tripped, and I don't know. No, I'm sorry, he tripped over a teammate. He that's tripped right. over. A, yeah. yeah, he tripped over a teammate, and I think there was some confusion on his part there too. Like it looked like Kenny might have had time to get up and throw that thing away. 
We all know in college football, when when you're down, you're down, right? Even if you're down by no contact, if you just trip over your feet in college football, you're down. So maybe there was still some of that. You know, Kenny's still a rookie, goes down there and is kind of thinking, okay, the play's over, wait a second, who knows? But you're right. I mean, I, I don't put either of those sacks on the offensive line. You run for almost 200 yards on the ground. I mean, they 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 deserve their uh, their credit from last night's game, and, and really, again, you know, they, they've been instrumental in this uh, this six and two post bye week record. Yeah, exactly. So, Weston, you know what? Discretion is the better part of valor, and maybe discretion said, "Stay down, Kenny. Don't try to jump up and then throw yeah, the ball." Yeah, no, that's a great point. And, great you know, point. And, and just lob just play it somewhere. It safe. Yeah, yeah. I, you just don't know what could have happened. As it turned out, it it you know it wasn't overall what didn't affect the whole game. But the fact of the matter is if you had jumped up and then started running around and throwing the ball trying to, you know, in a panic mode, that could have been critical. So, no, however that's it a great, was, that's a great it, point could, by it you. could be your point, could be, you know, in somewhere in between. But the fact of the matter is, again, it was another learning thing. But here, what I loved with the, with the offensive line was they're surging at the end. I mean, they stayed on it till the whistle, man. And yep. I got to tell you, and, and Kevin Dotson, and, and yes, he sometimes he's a little bit inconsistent, but I got to tell you, he's been consistently powerful as we this season has unfolded. Yeah. And watching him at times, it's like he just moves bodies. I mean, a pure. He's over- a he's a bodyguard. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's not just a bodyguard; he's a body mover. And he's a bouncer too, <laughs> right? I mean, he that's yeah. that's that's what he that's what he looks like out there, Wolf. You know. He, it looks like he's picking up me after, you know, maybe one or too many sodas at the bar on a Friday <laughs> night. You just grab him by the scruff of his neck and get him out of here. Well, that's the problem with you West Virginia guys. You get a little <laughs> Now hold on. If there's one if there's one thing we can do, all right, it's belly up it's belly up to the watering oh, hole no. and put on a show, all right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my heavens, we're getting out of control here. But but no, you're you're right. I mean he man, he, he just he has a he has a different body type, a different skill set than than a lot of people do. I mean, he is just he's a boulder out there. And you're right, when he gets playing with confidence and momentum, um he he moves some people, man, and he and he was doing that at, at, at a lot of crucial points last night. Absolutely. All right, brother, let's take a break. Real real quick, Wolf. Yes. Uh, Joey tweets us Ooh. and says uh, that the referees told you know as our relation uh, our our conversation in the last segment about Cam Hayward and right. that flag that the referees told Cam they threw the flag for contact with an official, hmm. not because of his actions with the Baltimore Ravens so interesting I'll have to go back again you know Wolf and I were there everything's happening real time in the booth right um and I did not watch any film I chose the three hours of sleep over the film but I'll have to uh, thanks for pointing that out Joey I'll have to I'll have to go back we'll and watch back that and check really because yeah. I didn't get that far you yeah know? we get you know we get two or three replays in the booth and then we're moving on to the next thing yeah um but yeah good call there by Joey we'll have to look into that and we will look into it and we will do that well, we're not going to look at it after we come back. Yeah, later we on, still later, gotta, later we on in the week. Later on in the week. All right, Gadzooks, let's go. We got to take a break. We'll be back after this, folks. SNR. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.